everyone. Welcome to the second word for the week. Uh, it's really great to be together today. And uh, today we're going to be in the book of Job. And we're going to be reading from chapter 33. And then we're going to be kind of skipping through some of the chapters at the end uh, of the the book. Um, the story of Job is really well known. Um we know that uh, he is a righteous man. We know that he uh, has lots of wealth. God has blessed him and covered him and protected him. And um, then uh, there's a, a series of events that happened in his life, which causes him uh, to lose almost everything uh, he's ever known. Then his... Uh, friends, uh, they come and they try and comfort him and bring him uh, words and try and work things out. And to begin with, they, they do really well because all they do is they come and they see his pain and they just sit with him and they don't say anything and they're just there to comfort him. And uh, But then they begin to speak, they begin to talk to him, they begin to try and work out what's going on uh, and they begin to do more harm uh, than good. Uh, and then Job goes on this journey of self-discovery and uh, he begins to um, wish that he'd never been born. Um, he goes through all of these, uh, the really low times in his life. And by the end of this process, uh, in amongst everything that has happened, uh, he begins to lose sight of who God is and where God is and what God is saying. And... Uh, then a character comes on the scene, and his name is Elihu, uh, and he speaks just before God turns up. He's a bit like a John the Baptist kind of character. He um, kind of speaks and shows Job that God is about to speak to him. And uh, he's also, um, perhaps you could describe him uh, having lots of wisdom. Obviously, Job is one of the, the books of, of wisdom, a wisdom book. Uh, and this character, Ellie, who has much wisdom, you could perhaps even describe him as he was wisdom in this story. And so from chapter 32 and then into chapter 33 and uh, forward um, through many of these later chapters, uh, Ellie, who is speaking to Job, and that's where we pick up our story today. And uh, the question that we're going to ask ourselves uh, is, where is God? Where is God right now? Uh, what is God doing? Um, what is he saying um, in the condition and the circumstances that we find ourselves in? Perhaps many people are really worried and anxious and asking those questions of where is God? And so in chapter 33 and uh, verses, verse um, 8, um, Elihu begins, begins to speak to Job and says something like this. But you have said in my hearing, I heard the very words. I am pure, I've done no wrong. I am clean and free from sin. Yet God has found fault with me. He considers me his enemy. He fastens my feet in shackles and he keeps close watch on all my paths and uh, 
then Elihu begins to correct this understanding that Job has got to. Uh, and he says, but I tell you, in this you are not right. For God is greater than any mortal. Why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? And then he says this, for God does speak. Now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. And the first thing that we have to understand um, about where we are right now is that God is speaking. He is saying so much. Uh, he has an opinion. He has uh, his his ways, uh, which are higher than our ways. He uh, is speaking, and he's speaking in so many different ways. And if we would just um, hold back from um, making it all about us and uh, and we look at God, that we would realize that he's speaking. Um, Elihu goes on to say that in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing, to keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit and their lives from perishing by the sword. And then right at the end of the, the chapter, uh, he picks up on this again, having given many different examples. And Elihu says, to Job, God does all these things to a person twice, even three times, to turn them back from the pit that the light of life may shine upon them. And so as God speaks to us, us his desire, his heart is that he would rescue us, he would redeem us, he would save us, he would um, bring light, the light of life so that it would shine upon us. He wants to um, speak to us in a, in a way that, that helps us um, and doesn't hinder us, that protects us and, uh, and helps us to, to move forward. And so in this season right now, may we know God is uh, speaking to us. The second thing that we discover in this story as we skip past chapter 34 for a moment and into chapter 35 and uh, uh, the con uh, conversation between Elihu and Job continues and uh, he, he starts to uh, say this in verse 9 of chapter 35 people cry out under a load of oppression and they plead for relief from the arm of the powerful and so here we are in this situation many people uh, perhaps uh, who have never considered um, speaking out to God. But when things become difficult, uh, people begin to, to cry out. They begin, begin to pray. They begin to ask questions. They begin to look for answers somewhere that they've never looked before. And uh, this is true of, of those of us who uh, are, are know God and and love God and are in a relationship with him, we uh, sometimes uh, forget that God is always teaching us. And it's often in the times of oppression, the times where we're loaded down, the times where we're carrying burdens, that we uh, try and ask God for relief and help. Uh, and Elihu goes on to say in verse 10, But no one says, Where is God my maker, who gives songs in the night, who teaches us more than he teaches the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser 
and the birds in the sky. God is uh, teaching us not just in times of oppression, not just in in times that are difficult. God is is teaching us all of the time. And if we would just take this opportunity while we have time to to reflect on this and to uh, to understand this incredible truth that God is teaching us um, and and that we should just be so thankful to him for everything that he uh, causes to happen in our lives because everything is beneficial everything is for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose in chapter 36 and verse 5 it says God is mighty he despises no one he is mighty and firm in his purpose God knows what he is doing and so we have the first two things uh, that God is speaking and we can hear his voice right now uh, and he is teaching not just teaching us um, lessons in times of oppression but God is teaching in the in the good things in the glorious things God is always teaching he's always speaking and he's always teaching and the third thing we find as we move forward in chapter 36 uh, round about to verse uh, 15 we find that God is wooing us wooing he's speaking he's teaching and he's wooing but those who suffer, he delivers in their suffering. He speaks to them in their affliction. And this is what he says. He is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place, free from restriction, to the comfort of your table, laden with choice food wow that's worth reading again he is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place free from restriction to the comfort of your table that is laden with choice food god is speaking right now god is teaching us right now and God is inviting us. He is calling us. He is wooing us to go to amazing places, to incredible truths, to understand things that we've never understood before. Where we thought that this time was a time of restriction. Remember in uh, chapter one, where uh, the first chapter we spoke about in chapter 33. Um, where Job began to say, he fastens my feet in shackles. He keeps close watch on all my paths. When we thought that this time was to restrict us, when we thought this time was to uh, to, to bind us, to, to keep us back, uh, this is a time in this affliction, in this distress, in this time of restriction, that he is uh, call, calling us to spacious places. Spacious places. So God is speaking. God is teaching. God is wooing. 
And then we find in chapter 37 that God is working. In chapter 37, Elihu senses in his spirit that God is near. He is, he is coming to speak to Job. And he says, at this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. He says, listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven and sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of his roar. He thunders with his majestic voice. When his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. God's voice thunders in marvellous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. He says to the snow, fall on the earth, and to the rain shower, be a mighty downpour. Listen to this, verse 7. So that everyone he has made may know his work. And then he adds an interesting caveat on the end of this verse he says and so he stops all people from their labor he stops all people from their labor from their work and many people today at this time many people in this season are uh, being stopped from working or their work is changing or they have have time to uh, think about uh, what is happening in the world and here's the thing as we stop which we're designed to do we're designed every uh, sabbath day every um, one day in the week just to to stop and uh, to rest in god uh, because god is continually working he's continually holding the world in his hands he's constantly um, about his business and as we stop and we watch, we understand that God is doing great things beyond our understanding. So God is speaking. God is teaching. God is wooing. And God is working. In verse... 14 of that same chapter 37 uh, Elihu says to Job listen to this Job stop and consider God's wonders in this time where we have time right now in this opportunity we have to stop may we consider the wonders of God may we consider his glory may we consider his working may we consider his ways that are higher than our ways verse 22 a little bit further down in the chapter it says out of the north he comes in golden splendor god comes in awesome majesty the almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in power in his justice and great righteousness he does not oppress therefore people revere him for does he not have regard for all the wise in heart and then it says, then the Lord spoke to Job 
out of the storm. Out of the storm. Right in the middle of this storm, God begins to speak to Job. And the next few chapters, 38, 39, 40, 41, to the final chapter, 42, is God speaking to Job out of the storm. And as we stop and be still, be still and know that God is God. May we listen. May we consider. May we draw closer to him at this time. And then the final thing we discover in this last chapter, chapter 42 of Job, is we see that God is blessing. In verse 12 it says, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. And earlier on in the chapter, verse 3, 2 and 3 and into 4 and 5, I know, Job said, Job is replying to God right now. He says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. And you have asked me, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. God, when I have an opinion, when I think that I know what's happening, when I believe that I know better than you, Lord, show me that that is incorrect. You said to me, God, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. And then he says these amazing words. He says, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. God is blessing. God is present. God is with us. God is here right now. And in this time, during uh, this great opportunity that we have, that we have been handed to on a plate, that we can do nothing about, that God has orchestrated for our good. May we uh, be able to see during this time, and as we look back, may we be able to see that we had heard of God. We had heard him, we had heard about him, we had heard him speak. But may we see in, say in, at this time, but now my eyes have seen him. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this amazing story. We thank you that you were always with Job. And Lord, as we have this opportunity to pause, reflect and think and hear, listen, consider, I pray that we would take it. Lord, as you woo us, as you speak to us, as you teach us 
as you work, as you show us your wonders. Lord, may we take that opportunity right now to draw close to you. May we be able to see, God, that we had heard of you, but now we see you. And what an amazing time this would be, Lord, if that was true in our lives, that, that we would be able to look back on, on these moments and realise that God had done all of that for us. And we thank you for that promise that you gave to Job, that the, uh, the latter part of our lives will be greater than the former. And we, we declare that right now. We embrace that right now. And we thank you for that right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Join us next time.